Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael, and this episode is beginner tip 21, where I'll talk about five tips for pacing your workouts. And just a quick warning, I'm once again recording from the road with uh, not my usual podcasting setup, so I hope that the audio quality will still be all right. This episode is sponsored by Precision Hydration that you can find on precisionhydration.com. In the Northern Hemisphere, summer is uh, truly upon us now and it is getting warm, it is getting sweaty and you are losing sodium at a massive rate whether you know it or not. And Precision Hydration helps you get your sodium and electrolyte balance right to help you perform better in your workouts and in your races. You can find out how much electrolytes you need to take in by going to precisionhydration.com and take their free online sweat test to get a personalized hydration strategy just for you. And if you want to buy any of their products, you can get your first box for free by using the promo code DATTRIATHLONSHOW, all one word, all caps. Pacing is something that most beginners find very, very difficult. And part of the reason is that it is very difficult and it takes a lot of practice and experience to get it right. But another part of it is simply that many beginners don't have the understanding of what good pacing is in the first place. And this episode episode will help with that. So tip number one, in your workouts, whether it's a weekend long run or a set of intervals, Aim to always finish at least as strong as you started, if not stronger. And in practice, this means paying particular attention to not going too hard uh, in the first interval or at the start of the workout. And be very strict with yourself about this. So for example, let's say you have uh, a set of uh, 100 meter repeats to do in in the pool. And uh, let's say your pace is around the two-minute mark usually for these. So it's actually much better to, say, do them in a progressive manner. So you start at 2.03, then you go to 2.01, then 2 flat, then 1.58, and... uh, and so on. Let's say you have four of them for simplicity's sake, because I don't want to make this too long and complicated. Uh, so that is a good way to do it. You go gets comp- uh, slightly faster all the time, but you're never too far away from that target two-minute pace. Uh, another option that most beginners would end up doing is to start the first one at 157, then it would be 158, then 2 flat, and then 204. And by the last one, you're already struggling a lot, and uh, it gets messy, your technique breaks down, uh, etc. So even though, actually, when you when you add them up, the average page pace is just a fraction faster in that latter example, in the poor pacing example, but the workout execution is much better in the former because it gets progressively faster. Tip number two is to think of every workout as a race simulation. And you may have heard that almost all races on the track, on the marathon, uh, the cycling is very different, but I think swimming is uh, usually, well, swimming can't be compared because they jump into the pool, but, but running is a great example. Almost all running world records have been set with a negative split. Potentially on the track, the first lap is sometimes also very fast, but, but most, if you divide a distance into two, then the second half is almost always faster than the first in all world records. That's just what good pacing is. It's uh, the proof is in the pudding. 
So think of every workout as a race simulation in this way. What you do in training is what you'll do in racing. And you want to be negative splitting in your racing because 95% of great race performances are achieved this way. So that means that you will need to get in the habit of negative splitting your training if you also want to be able to do that, pace yourself that way on race day. And again, this uh, goes for both steady workouts like your weekend long ride or long run and for interval workouts where you want the intervals to to be similarly paced or get progressively faster as you go through the workout. Tip number three, think in terms of race paces when possible uh, to associate your effort with uh, the training prescription. So for example, If you have a zone-free workout scheduled, and remember that you should always have your training zones set, see episodes 27, 29, and 30 of this podcast for more information about that. So go back to the example. You have a zone-free workout, and let's say it's a run, and uh, then you want to associate that zone-free prescription with uh, what kind of race effort that would be. And for most beginners, this is uh, right around your 10-kilometer race pace. So when you start your workout tempo segment at zone 3 or your zone 3 interval, ask yourself at the start and a little bit into it and continuously ask yourself the question, could I realistically hold this pace for 10 kilometers? And if the answer is uh, not, uh, that you could not do it, and remember, this really requires that you're honest with yourself. If you lie to yourself, this all goes out the window. So you need to be honest with yourself. But if the answer is no, then you should back down a bit because you, you need to follow the workout prescription, stay in the right zone to get the desired training effect. Similarly, for zone four workouts, as beginners, you would gauge the effort against a race pace in the 5k to 8k range, perhaps. And for zone 5 workouts, you would gauge it against your 3k race pace. So taking that example, zone 5 workouts, let's say you have 400 meter intervals on the track and you're supposed to do them in zone 5, do not go out and try to sprint these 400 meter repeats. 400 meters is still a long way. So go out at a pace that you feel would be just sustainable for seven and a half laps of the track. That's 3000 meters, not just one lap. Then towards the end of the interval, let's say you have eight 400s scheduled. If you feel really good after four, then you can start to crank it up up a bit in intervals five and six, and then even more so in intervals seven and eight, turning on the super speed if you have energy left at that point. But at the start, gauge it against that 3k race pace. Be honest with yourself and your assessment of if you could sustain it and stick to that effort. Tip number four, don't fall into the moderate intensity trap of doing your easy endurance and recovery workouts too hard. You need to use your training zones for this and you need to follow them, but you also need to bear in mind that uh, you must also rely on your effort at some points, especially, let's say you've had your last race of the season, you take a few weeks off, and then you get back into training, you haven't redone your tests and reset your training zones, then you will have lost some fitness. 
So even though you may not have changed your official training zones, you know you should expect that your fitness has dropped and you should decrease the pace that you go those at those easy workouts to make sure that the effort is a true zone one or zone two effort. Heart rate is quite a good metric here because your heart rate zones wouldn't really change that much, even though pace and power zones could change a lot. And... Uh, Please, please, please go and listen to episode 121, my interview with David Warden on 80-20 triathlon, on how important it is that 80% of your training is done at an easy effort, and easy here meaning zone 1 and zone 2 effort, and not harder than that. And most beginners tend to fall into the moderate intensity zone 3 almost all the time. This is what you want to avoid, because if you do that, then you won't be able to to pace your hard workouts the right way either you will go you won't have the energy to to do them as hard as you're supposed to finally tip number five is to practice pacing be aware of these tips and what good pacing looks like and that you want to finish strong this is the goal it's not don't think of this as sprints think of this as a marathon it takes a lot of practice and experience so you will fail in your many of your first attempts at pacing like this don't don't let this uh don't let this get in the way of keeping to trying to improve you will improve it will take time but uh, as you get more and more experience more and more practice and mindful aware practice is especially important you will be so much better for it. And that goes for both your workouts, which will help you gain fitness much more effectively and faster, and for your races, which will help you finish your races to your potential and not uh, miss out on a lot of potential time just because you paced it poorly. So I hope that you enjoyed this beginner tip. I've linked to the related episodes that I mentioned about training zones and the 80-20 triathlon interview uh, in the episode description. If you want to make your training even more effective by using a training plan that helps you pace correctly by guiding you in setting your specific pace and heart rate zones and following specific targets, then check out my website scientifictriathlon.com, click through to the training plans page, and my training plans there will help you do just that. Just the other day I got an email from Jeff who purchased the beginner Olympic and the intermediate sprint distance programs and he wrote I did complete the 8 week beginner Olympic distance plan and feel awesome. I went from weighing in at 212 down to 202 pounds and feel like I'm in great shape. My blood pressure even improved. The Chicago triathlon I signed up for is not until August 26th. My plan was to do the eight-week uh, beginner Olympic program and then a couple of weeks later start the 12-week sprint distance plan for intermediate athletes. The best part about these programs is uh, being injury-free. I'm very happy with my investment. I feel great, I'm excited about what my body is able to do and I'm looking forward to getting my feet wet in the actual race part of a triathlon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeff, and I appreciate all the feedback. It's uh, really great to see that you've been able to do such improvements in your triathlon and your general health as well. So really, really happy to hear that. Uh, and for you, if you are interested in training plans or you have more questions, contact me and send me your questions on michael at scientifictriathlon.com. And that's Michael with a K. Thank you to our sponsor, Precision Hydration. 
Go and check them out on precisionhydration.com. Stock up on electrolyte products because you will need that. Hydration is not just about water. You lose a lot of sodium in your sweat. And when you lose too much sodium, then your performance will inevitably decline. That's what Precision Hydration is here to help you for. Tailor your hydration to your individual needs. And that's why you can take their free online sweat test to learn how much sodium you lose in your sweat thank you as always for listening keep training smart and keep loving triathlon